I'm looking in the mirror. 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 I am looking in the mirror. I am looking in the mirror. Welcome to Looking in the Mirror. With Mirror Mirror. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Fear not, fear not, fear not. I told you that we would not be here with just me. So let the people know that you're here, Mira. Hey guys, I am here. Like I'm here, but I'm not here, but I'm here. So, you know, um, yeah, she's here, but like, she's not like here. We're doing our first mobile episode, people. Yes, the first of many. Uh, I, the doctors have, uh, I'm not on bed rest, but they definitely are like, um, I'm going to need you to sit your butt down. Um, for those of you that didn't hear episode last week, I did a little short snippet, you know, just to keep the keep the train rolling. But uh, she's pregnant, pregnant. Like, yeah, she uh, <laughs> She pregnant, pregnant, yeah. yeah I yeah. am. It's like, honestly, I feel like I hear it all the time, but I definitely, I hear it all the time about other women, let me say that. But you really do, like, get bigger, like, that last 10 weeks. <laughs> like, we are 22 days away from my due date. Well, technically, when this comes out, 21 days, um, but... I, I feel like every day I'm b- bigger. I went to the doctor yesterday, and I finally hit the 200 mark. I'm 202 pounds. You don't look <laughs> it. I, I, I just about to say that, but I don't look it at all. So, but I'm definitely all belly. Definitely. Um, if you follow Mira on social media, um, outside of looking in the mirror, you know. Check out her YouTube page. She has some great stuff out there. You might see me shed a tear on a on a video or yes. two. Yes. <laughs> but she's about. She has some when she's already released some wonderful maternity shoots on um, maternity no. pictures. Um, I believe was it today? Uh, the gentleman that owns Peaceful Visions Photography put up. A fire. I don't got my DJ set up yet. I don't got my DJ stuff set up yet, but that's my DJ background thing. He put up a fire picture of, as he refers to her, the best wife, the wife. Really? I didn't. Let me tell you, I have not been on social media today. Um, So she has been, she has some amazing maternity um, photography that has been released and some other ones that are going to be released yeah because um oh baby when i release those let me tell you okay yeah yo it's we've been working we've been working but we are coming to the end of the pregnancy journey i'll say that she is pregnant pregnant so um i do (laughs) is it all all is well with the visit correct yeah, no, all is well. Um, the baby right now is current. We are, well, last week I was 6.4 pounds, so 
They didn't actually measure the baby this time, but they say you can grow half a pound every week. Um, but they are expecting me to have about a seven to eight pound baby. Um, That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, if you follow me, like Curtis said, on my personal page, I am big. like, y'all, I'm all belly. And like literally all belly but um yeah everything's good i'm starting to have contractions like we'll break the hip contractions but um i also have um lightning crutch for those who know what that is and if you don't just imagine having a trolley horse in your pelvis it is not <laughs> like it just randomly comes like i understand why they call it lightning crotch for real yeah that name lightning crotch <laughs> says a lot uh yeah um this is why it is um i don't want to say it is almost universally accepted except by just a couple of few ignorant individuals why women are stronger than men ain't nobody pushing nothing out my body Listen, i'm just i'm i i but I you know some women it. say some women say that but for real for real like we don't know what we're capable of until we're put in a position i've learned to never say never the only thing i ever say never about is never saying never to never got you Cause I done did a lot of things I thought I would never do. <laughs> the the miracle and the beauty of life is incredible in itself. So we are looking forward to you finishing this part of the journey and beginning the journey of parenthood. Uh! Yo. <laughs> you about to be somebody mama for real right i be saying that to brandon i be like you gonna be like you gonna be a daddy daddy be like, daddy be <laughs> so but but let's 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 spend a moment with that like the thought about being like okay but i can only talk about my experience right 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 when it when I got the call and they said your daughter is here, like the world stood still. Because it was like I have a person, a little person mm-hmm. that is now depending on me. Yes. And so What's that thought process like when you're you you've been having this wonderful experience with this life growing inside of you and you've been taking care of yourself to make sure that you take care of this blessing that you're carrying but what's that thought process like because the baby is about to be here yeah it's a different ball game so- I'm I'm gonna be very transparent. So first off, as everybody probably at this point knows, like this was a journey to even get here. So soaking in the fact that I even finally got pregnant was like, whoo, that was one thing. And then now, like the closer that we get, first off, this pregnancy went so fast. It did so fast. 
um, this year in general, like everything. But um, it, I, I'm gonna be honest. I think about that all the time. I think about the fact of like, yo, like I'm gonna be responsible for how this person turns out in this world. Um, I'm gonna be responsible for how they think, how they look at life, how they perceive certain things. Like I'm, you know, of course, as they get older, they'll start forming their own opinion. But a lot of that starts with you. And not just off what you tell them, but what you show them, what you do in front of them, all of those different things. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I have definitely had moments of like, just being very honest, like I'm nervous, I'm excited. I'm like, okay, God, like, you know, one of the things me and Brandon pray about all the time is like, God, just lead us to like take care of this child and lead them in the direction of which we're supposed to you know what i mean right. allow us to make the best decisions that are right for them because i feel that as a parent especially looking back at my parents and watching other people like you make the best decision that you can in that moment at that moment and the reality is sometimes later on you find out that mm, that wasn't you know the right decision but you know, we're we're just praying that like we we do the best we can and that God orders our steps to make sure that we do so. You know, um the other day me and Brandon was having a conversation, like the reality is we can't really prepare for everything that is going to happen. Like we can try to talk about scenarios and be like, all right, if our child came to us about this or if our child did this, how would you handle it? But the reality is we can say, like, I feel like I would do this because I feel this way. But when that time comes, we can respond totally different because we all change. You may feel totally different or you may respond totally different in those scenarios. So Brandon said it best, honestly. He was like, you can't prepare for that. It's just like, you really got to go with the flow. You can take tips, pointers, whatever. Some people want to read books, whatever. But you really just got to make sure you hold your values and what you care about and all those things. And teach them that. And just, as you go, apply. I was going to say, even with all of the things on social media, self-help books, different literature and all this other good stuff. There is uh-huh. no manual to being a parent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you said something that was so important, making sure that you have a, a standard or you're teaching your child your morals, your moral compass. And the biggest thing about it is a lot of times this is why it is so important for us to know ourselves, to really know what our moral compass is. Absolutely. A lot of times we struggle with things because we really don't know what our moral compass is. And at the end of the day, that's just a nice way of saying you don't know who you are. No, that's real. You know, Kurt Franklin recently, have you seen his documentary? I haven't. I need oh, to watch it. Kurt. 
I'm gonna tell you, like, I would definitely highly recommend it. Okay. Seriously, it's no, only I like I'm, I'm, it's like maybe thirty minutes, but oh, it's, it's yeah, definitely worth watching. And it's on YouTube. It's free. Um, but the reason that I say that one of the things he said, um, was the fact, y'all, excuse me, I have pregnancy brain, like just that quick. I kind of forgot, but it, it goes back to what we were talking about. Um, one of the things that he said was about the fact of, dang, it, It'll this come is to so you. sad. This is so sad. Repeat what you just said, Curtis. <laughs> I got sad. Like, my mental was like, oh, he hasn't seen the documentary. But I know why I brought it up. It was something about, it was, I guess, something about, like, knowing knowing who you are, moral compass, and things like that. Because that's what we were talking about. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So, one of the things he said in there is that the hardest part is that so many of us, that we want to be well. And we want to be healed. And when that version of us starts to come, the hard part is we don't know that version of ourselves because the only version that we learn to know is the unhealed or the broken the part broken of us. Like that's not his exact that's not his exact words. Like when you watch it, when he says it, you'll be like, Ooh. But it really made me think, like, no, that's so real because so much of so many of us have dealt with like the trauma version of ourselves that when it comes to the hill version of ourselves, we're kind of like, mm. we don't like, know what to almost, do with it. Yes. We, it's like, how do I respond now? How do I move? How do I go this route? And it's not because you don't want to be the hill version. It's just, it's so foreign. Moving in a healed version is not number one a perfect version. It's a mm-hmm. ever evolving version. I'm it's so a, glad you said that. It's a ever learning version. And yes. we have to understand that when we are truly um when we are truly healed, it doesn't again it doesn't mean that we're perfect because a lot of times people think that okay when you are healed or you're getting you know that you don't have moments. Right. Wrong. That's so what wrong. happens is when we're healed, when we're really healed, then our response to situations become different. Yes. Our response to things that would trigger us, our response to our triggers are different. One yes. of the biggest things that we need to understand with therapy is we have to recognize our triggers. Yeah. And yes. then find better responses to the things that trigger us rather it be because we can't seclude ourselves from everything forever so yeah. a lot of times people just think well if i just separate myself from this then i can be better i can be healed just because you move from one city to another city because you were hurting this city Ooh, you're gonna take your same issues to the new city and see them again figure and out I, how to deal yeah with the issue you know Curtis, it's so funny that you say that because um i was getting ready to share something else but just to hit on that you know when i left merlin you know i kept convincing myself like oh i'm leaving merlin because i've done everything here i've you know what else is there for me to do and what i realized when i was in therapy is that the reality is 
I did do a lot, but I really left Merlin running from certain situations that really ended up following me because I never dealt with them. I never truly handled them. So really, you think that like, all right, if I go to this new city, this new job, these new people, blah, 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 all that's great. But guess what? Now you still got to deal with this stuff, but alone. And in the process of now dealing with this new city, these new people, and trying to navigate that, which then becomes hard because these people now that you're meeting or relationships that you're building don't know what version of you, like, they're truly getting. You get what I'm saying? Right. They don't know whether it's you or the representative. Exactly. Exactly. But I do want to touch on something else that you just said. If I can be really transparent, because, you know, we try to be 100%. You know, one of the things, one, when me and Brandon met, and I was just talking to my bonus mom about this, was the fact that we were both going through a stage of healing and finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, who we were, what we lost, etc. Um, which is why I tell people, like, we genuinely were, like, just friends at that time because that we were so focused on ourselves and that. But I say that to say, I'm sorry, I started singing just okay, hey, Go ahead. Listen. No, that's real right there. But um to the healing part as far as like um having kids and so forth. So one of the things I wanna share, um I was literally just talking to my bonus mom about this. My mom I, I feel like I shared this before, but my mom and her mom have the best of relationships. Well, my mom got pregnant with me. I was told by others that my mom would be like, oh, me and my daughter are going to be super close. We're not going to be like how me and my mom are, you know, those type of things. Right. And unfortunately, um, at some point in our relationship, we were worse. You know what I mean? Like, just being honest. And... Before my mom passed, like, you know, I shared that over the past few years, we were really, like, getting closer and building a relationship and, you know, things of that nature. Like, a healthy relationship. Let me say that. Because we always had one, but a healthy relationship. Right. Uh, And a lot of that had to do with the fact because I was in therapy. So, therapy challenged me to have to do certain things as far as have certain conversations pull certain rugs and you know all of that like the layers you know what i mean right and i remember when me and brandon first i'm gonna say it's probably like the first year we were trying to have a baby because you know it took us three years um i remember like breaking down crying it was probably like a year year and a half in and i remember breaking down crying me and her was like we had gotten to it about something and I was telling her, like, as much as, like, we're going through this fertility process and trying to have a baby, sometimes I question if I should. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, because look at us. Mm. Look at how our relationship is and what, like, you know, where we are and how we're trying to fix this. And then think about, like, how you and grandma were. And I was like, what if we pass that on? Like, and I just like broke down crying even harder because I'm like, I don't want to pass this on 
you know, like generational curses. Right. And I'm like, I want us to fix this and I don't know what else to do. I, I genuinely don't remember what we were arguing about. Like, we wasn't really, I don't even want to say we were arguing. It was just like, me and my mom had a lot of disagreements. We viewed life differently in a lot of ways, you know. Um, and at the same time, we were so similar, which is crazy because I didn't start being able to realize that until we started healing. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so in that moment of saying that, you know, my mom got really quiet and she was like, Samira, she was like, that is not the case. You are going to have a baby. Like my mom, you could not tell my mom I was not going to have kids. Okay. You couldn't tell her I wasn't going to have twins. That's a whole nother story, whatever. But she said, you are going to be a great mom. And I will never forget this conversation. I will take this with me for the rest of my days. She was like, you're going to be a great mom. And she's like, a lot of the reason that you're going to be a great mom and you're not going to have to worry about that is because you are already started doing the work. You already started doing the healing and finding what you needed to do for you. And because of that, not only has it allowed us to get a better place and we're working on it but it's going to allow you to be such a better mother than I ever was and that made me cry even more because like to hear that from her you know what I mean Right. It was like okay that's one thing and then just the fact of understanding like it really takes one person to start the journey of healing it may not be able to help everybody in your family but it's going to make a difference in how people view you, how they start seeing life as well, because somebody has to start somewhere. So, so when I look at the fact now, like sometimes I question like, God, how is this perfect timing? Like I lost my mom. I'm grieving. I'm going through this and that, like in the process of dealing with all of that. But what I realize is that, this was God's perfect time because if I wasn't pregnant, I don't know if I would have handled certain situations how I did. And the fact of my healing journey with my mom, and she said that day, like, God had to get me to a certain point of life where I was, I'm not all the way healed. Like you said, I don't ever think there's a sex thing. I don't ever think there's a sex thing. Um, but I had to get to a certain point of healing and so did my husband and his journey before he can say, okay, now is the time. You get what I'm saying? So we're able to, I feel like parent different, we're able to maybe respond different to how things are going to be like how you asked earlier about like, you know, raising our kids and, you know, different things of that nature. But I just share that because we were talking about healing and the generational curses and like how that goes into your children and your life. And I, I think a couple of things from that, and I appreciate, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of our family and our, you know, because I call our listeners our family, Absolutely. this extended family, we appreciate the the honesty and the genuineness of it. Nine times out of ten, someone else that's listening to this can find themselves in this. It may not be necessarily dealing with pregnancy but you're at this place where you need to understand it can start with you 
Absolutely. The healing can start with you and therefore yes. the generational curses will stop with you. There you go. Yes. In it's order a big for, load. And even though it's a big load, it's not impossible. It's just one of yeah. those things that we have to understand. One of my favorite foods is pizza. But I can't put the entire pizza in my mouth at one time. I can't even. Well, you know, back in the day, I probably could put like half a slice. But I can't put the <laughs> whole slice in my mouth at the whole time. We don't need to try to bite off more than we can chew. Oh, that's a word. Get digestible chunks of what you have going on you know yeah. and when we're at the table of life or whatever when we're dealing with certain things yo just because it's an all-you-can-eat buffet don't mean you need to stay at the table and eat back the freak away yes 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 get what you like need I- get what mm-hmm. you know you need for that moment and back away don't t- don't take on too much and make it a process and yes. by making it a process, then we are able to actually fully experience the things that we should. A hundred percent. Because when I went to therapy to start that journey, I remember the day I called my mom and I remember telling her, like, listen, I'm going to start going to therapy because I need it for me. Right. This is what bothers me. I've talked to you about it, and maybe I need to find a better way or whatever. And my mom's response was, okay, do what you got to do for you. Like, it was kind of nonchalant at that time. And this is, like, back in, like, 2015, 14, like, around that time. Um, but I, I knew I did needed it for me. But I didn't realize that by me doing the step for me, the effect of how it would change my mom even changed my future my partner yeah exactly like i re- it's so many like we had to have so many hard conversations you know what i mean to like i remember the day my mom told me like i need to go to therapy too tamara and i've realized that now like based off our conversations and seeing you and she said the hard part for her was that she genuinely knew she was not ready to fully deal with some of the things that were going to have to come up. And that's the other part. Like, you can go to therapy, but you got to be willing and ready for those hard conversations and to remove that rug. Because you can lift the rug up and look at it, but baby, they're going to be like, okay, go ahead, sweep that out. And you're going to be like, mm-mm, that, that can stay there. Let's just do this. And depending on who your therapist is, they'll be like, okay, one thing at a time. But I've heard stories of people who have went to therapy. And when it started getting real, they was like, yeah, I'm good. I'll I'll be back when I'm ready for that part. I feel like I'm healed because I just, you know, sometimes people go to therapy because they're like, I I just need to heal this part. But they don't realize that that part is attached to this. It's all this. And that this is attached to that. Yes. It's all inclusive. Like, and so many times, not only like for people to say, you know, no, nah, I'm good there. That's one thing. You know, at least there are some people that say, I don't want to face that now or whatever. There are a whole nother demographic of people that are suffering with things and don't even want to admit they got issues like that yes. ain't my problem. Yeah. Uh, 
okay, I beg to differ, but hey, who am I? You know, that's why it's so important to actually find the right type of therapist. So yeah. you will know. Um, so it's you're trusting what they say. Yes. There is no need to have an accountability partner if you're not going to listen when they try to hold you accountable. Absolutely. There is no reason. And that's why it's so important when we talk about therapy, when we talk about finding the correct therapist, there's no reason to go talk to a therapist if you're not going to listen to what they say. Yeah. No, that's so. real. And and just to make it full circle, what we're getting at and how we even ended up here was the fact like you are such a better person parent, sister, brother, uncle, cousin, whatever, when you find the pill version of you. When you start healing the versions of you. Because we all have different versions. Let me say that. I don't I and I can you know, people can disagree. I don't think we have one version of who we are. There's multiple versions. Right. Because I feel that as you grow, as you get older, you change in general. They say that you change like every two to three years, which is goes back to why I said I never say never anymore because I've said never or I'm not going to do this. And then years later, my view has changed. And then I ended up doing something that I swore up and down. I would never, never do. do exactly. So I try not to say that anymore. Like I, I try to now be like, you know, if the situation arrives, I don't know how I will respond because in this moment, I feel this. But in that actual moment of it happening, I don't know what I will actually say. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I do know just from watching others and just how my life has been unfolding that because of me doing the work on myself, I can see how it's been so much better than if I didn't do it and I was in a position I was in now. I don't think I would be able to handle certain assignments. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Um, we're always like we I said earlier. We're always evolving, and everything is going. It should be some type of springboard into better for us as individuals. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it may not necessarily be better, but it will be different. So we're preparing ourselves good or bad for what we experience. And that's why it's so important what we say to ourselves, because you don't got to admit it. Y'all super deep people, but I talk to myself all the time. I have full fledged conversations. Um, so it, it's important that what you say to yourself, what you speak over yourself, and mm. then that leads back to the original where the conversation started. When we are blessed to have children, what mm-hmm. we say, what we speak over our children, and mm-hmm. how what our moral compass is, is so important because it then dictates what we teach our children. Absolutely. They're going to, they're going to get to a place where they're going to make decisions of their own. But if you haven't put any type of foundation there, then anything and everything, 
any and everything can affect them and it shouldn't. Yeah. And it shouldn't. Because you don't even realize that you're passing certain things on. Like my mom didn't even realize that certain things and habits and traits she did because of her trauma were passed on to me until we started the process of healing and she started like seeing and hearing certain things that I do. And she'd be like, I absolutely hate that. There's something about me that she like, it's something about herself she didn't like. And then to hear how I responded, she was like, I hate that that's something you picked up from me. You know what I mean? Um, and if she had did the work to heal from that, she wouldn't have passed that on. Because the thing is, no matter what I definitely learned is you can do your best to not pass something on but some things are still just gonna pass on which I, leads me to this question i wanted to ask you really quick before we wrap up when you look at when you had sky your daughter the sky's 16 right she's 16 she'll be 17 next when month you, jesus <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you think back to when you first had her and think about where you were mentally who you was as a person all of that and then you think about now like how do you see yourself as a father now compared to then and do you feel that um you were like i guess i'm trying to figure out how to like word this correctly like the version of who you were then and the version of who you were now who do you think she's getting better from she's getting better from the version i am now okay um the whole dynamic of my relationship with my daughter um we can that can be a whole another episode for another day actually mm -hmm. we can do that episode with my daughter you know, i think that'd be amazing you know to a certain extent but i had to and i'm just speaking from my perspective yeah absolutely. from a male co-parent perspective I had to grow to the place that decisions that her mother made or makes, even if I didn't agree or don't agree, that I don't allow my disagreements to be visible to my daughter emotionally, if that makes sense. Mm, no, that does. That does. Yeah. Because yeah. they, whether they are young, definitely when they're old, when they're younger, they're not going to understand it. I'm, and I'm speaking again from a co-parent perspective, but they pick up on that. Some things don't have to be that freaking hard. Yeah. Um, And I had to understand that regardless of whether I liked it or not, I didn't have, look, you can call me passive. You can call me whatever, but I had to get to the place that I understood nothing mattered more than my daughter, period. Mm, yeah. And it was hard at times. It was hard at times, especially when other people, because they didn't have my perspective, they didn't have my moral compass. I'm not saying mm. they were good or bad. I'm just saying they were not me. Well, I wouldn't handle that. I would do this. I would do that. And then hearing that and my spirit is telling me it don't matter what they do. You, you need to do what you would do. How do you yeah. feel about it? But it still made it a, a, a tug of war in my in my spirit that yeah, didn't yeah. need to be. 
And my child didn't need to experience that. And the older I've gotten, the easier it is for me just to separate the two and say, yo, like, if nothing else matters but her, nothing else matters, period. Gotcha. No matter who says it, what happens, if nothing else matters, nothing else matters. Yeah. And and I'm glad that you hit on the um the emotional part because I genuinely believe, genuinely, maybe from my own experience, that people think I, I don't like when people think that kids don't understand. Because these kids understand way more than we give them credit. Too much more. because they pay attention so much more than we know. That goes back to the conversation we were having Sunday with me, you, B, and my mom. To hear y'all talk about it, I don't even realize how much of my that my kid pays me attention. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. y'all talk more about me than me and her. But I guess you don't want to talk to me about me. But, you know, it's it's cool. And I, I've had other people, I've had other friends and family members that say, yo, yeah, you couldn't deny that child even if you wanted to. This child is like straight up yeah. down yours. Yeah. And she she thinks like you. She acts like you. You know, so Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I was trying to at any point in time. I never was, but you know No, no, no. I I, I get what you mean. It's just this is one of those things cuz it's like sometimes I wonder what effect have I had on my kid. Yeah. Um, I think that's natural though. I think that kids at least i know i was this kid i think that it's easier like you said to go to someone else and talk about certain things so you'll <laughs> never fully know like you you can have a great relationship which you and sky do but it's just different like unless you bluntly come out and say hey what do you think about me or what have like what can i do differently in your life or what have i done which i'm gonna be honest that's something i plan to do with my kid because I understand that I'm not perfect. I understand that I'm still healing. I'm still growing. So once they're, I plan at a very early age to start teaching them emotional intelligence where they can express how they feel about me, even me saying something. Because sometimes mommy may tell you no, but there could be a better way that possibly I could go about doing it. Because maybe I'm, you know, like I'm, I ain't trying to say I'm on some gentle parenting, but I understand that the biggest thing for me when my mom used to do things was her tone. It wasn't what she was saying, but it was just like, I remember telling her even as a young adult, but as a teenager, there would be times I would call her phone and she would answer and be like, yes. Like it wasn't hello. Hey, Tamara. Sometimes it was like, yes. And even though she meant nothing by it, it made me feel like I'm a bother. You get what I'm saying? Very off-putting. It Exactly. So once I expressed that to her and she finally got it, even though like at first she was like, that's not how I mean it, so get over it. But once she really realized like, yeah, that's not how you meant it, but I'm telling you this is how it makes me feel. And she started acknowledging that, she didn't do it anymore. So it's moments like that where I'm like, if I mess up and do something you know, possibly similar like that. Like, I could have the best intentions, whether it's my child, anybody. And it may not come off that way. I need to be aware of that, and I need to respect how it's making them feel. 
whether they're a child or not. And that's the part I don't like when people be like they're a child. They don't have feelings. They don't have nerves. The lies. Yeah. While some of the things that our parents did in the past worked, not everything did. And we have to be willing to grow. Yeah. And if we're willing to grow, if we're willing to evolve, we um we'll all come out better. Um so with that being said, you know This was um, a great conversation. This is a great conversation, you know. And you know, we gotta get used to doing these type of things because my sis is pregnant, pregnant. Hey man, listen, how many times are you So uh <laughs> but if you're listening to this getting ready to have dinner for um Thanksgiving. Maybe yes, you already had your, you know, maybe you already had your friends, um, friends giving or whatever celebration. Hi, however you're spending this Thursday, you know, you may be a person that don't even rock with the Thanksgiving tradition. We get it. I'm gonna be at somebody's. I'm going to my aunt's and I'm gonna be at somebody's table, feed my face, pray for me. Um, but real talk, we want you to um. Wait, 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 wait! Before you close out, really okay. quick, since it's Thanksgiving, one thing you're thankful for. My family. Absolutely, I was gonna say the same thing. Um, blood and not and non-blood included. Um, yes. My mom, my daughter, um, you and B. Oh. My band we of brothers. You, um, my band of brothers with Painted Man. You know. Sometimes we don't get along either. We be on stage fussing at but each that, other. That's how you know you brothers, because we brothers don't. You know, we like we, get along, and we we uh, we get over it. But you know, I've been um my biological brother. He's in Louisville, Kentucky. I had to go to Louisville, Kentucky last week for work, and um I was able to see him and spend a little bit of time for him. He's not doing the best physically, but he's he's here. He's rocking. Um. So you know, I'm I'm thankful for family. Yeah, um, and uh, I'll I'll say this as we wrap up today. There's so much stuff that's happening in the world, man. Um, if you got issues with people, but these are people that you deem that you care about, fix it. Yeah. It if you rock with them. If you say they're your people or whatever, fix it because there is, I can only imagine something because there are a lot of people that leave home and don't come back. That's what happened with my mom. I, I wasn't even trying to make the correlation, you know, but it just. No, but I mean, it's, it's reality. It, it, that saying, I fully understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Let's take it back. Okay, it's 2023. So 22 years ago on 9-11. Yes. When those people went to the World Trade Center, when those people went to the Pentagon, when those people boarded that plane that was supposed to be going to another location, but it went down in Pennsylvania somewhere. Those people had no idea that they would not make it home. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I was just on a plane last week. Mm-hmm. Just on a plane last week. You as a travel agent, you you do your share of traveling and everything else. How many times have we gotten on planes and 
we just take it for granted that it's going to go up, take off, and come down. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, so many times we... I have been playing in Painted Man. It is... Sky is 16. So, I've been doing this thing 15 years. Wow. Almost every weekend, I travel and I drive at least, unless the show is local, I'm driving Uh at least an hour and a half, sometimes two, three hours to a show, playing a show and then driving back. Uh And I have been blessed that I've never been in a car accident with all of that traveling. Yes, I where there's so many other people, they so I'm saying all that to say this we just don't know. So, yeah, if you got people that you rock with, if there seems to be an issue, put your pride to the side, find out what it is, and fix it. Yeah, and if that requires you to evolve a little bit, evolve. Yeah, because it's only going to make you a better person. You know what I mean? Thank you for sharing that. I, I was I'm not even gonna add anything else to that. Mine was the same thing. And I was just gonna tell everybody like if you got kids, loved ones, anything, you know, get tell them now how grateful you are for them while you can. Don't wait till they're gone. That's one of the things that I'm very grateful for. Is that me and my mom were able to like genuinely tell each other how much we mean to each other and how much we love each other prior to her departure. So I was able to give her her flowers where she could actually smell them. And I had like the Facebook memory post I reposted right. the other day where I gave her her flowers and she was able to respond back, you know. So um, that gives me peace. So I'm thankful for my family, blood and non blood. And, for the opportunity that I was able to give my mom her flowers before she passed. Yo, real talk. So, for Pusha C and my sis Mira, we're going to sign off. Um, happy Thanksgiving. We love y'all. Happy Thanksgiving, um, Turkey, Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble. Um, real talk. I'm a, If I can find it, I don't know if I, if I can find it, but like you said, you were able to, you know, find a, a sense of peace in everything with your mother. Before she transitioned, I still have a voicemail in my phone from my mm. dad. Um, and if I can find it, we're going to play a little bit of the outro music, but I'm going to just drop that voicemail in here because Please. I like it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, me and my dad, kind of similar to how you and your mom, um, we didn't always see eye to eye. But before he left this place, um, we got it right. And I appreciate that. So. Y'all be easy. We we'll talk to you later. Bye, y'all. We love y'all, and there's nothing you can do about it. Peace. <laughs>
you had a game with no pressure on. So either way, you get this message. You don't have to call me back. So I just wanted to let you know that was, I love you, and, and, and it meant a lot to me yesterday. All right. Bye-bye.